I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> WGT's after further review final segment of the show the recap been away for a few weeks so we finally got the gang together as uh this pandemic has been going on actually fellas what have you guys been doing or learned about yourself during this pandemic real quick because uh it's it been pretty much for me go to work and stay home well well for me it was doing a lot of staying home doing some work around my property and then unfortunately i couldn't do too much after i injured my shoulder the one thing i had been working on was a a 16 part piece for friday night victors that is true yes i'm gonna be starting my i'm basically going into my third season there writing with chris schultz and gary hoff and out right now is the first two parts of my schedule analysis series so we've got first two pieces are up one on Going in alphabetical order for all the teams we cover on the blog. So we've got Airport High School's schedule analysis is up. That was up yesterday. And then Bedford High School's is up today. And, of course, there's some tie, there is a tie to a team from the north from Northwest Ohio. They will be opening week one against Sylvania Northview. Oh, wow. Yeah, usually Bedford does open up their, um, their first. Now – I got to ask you now that they're going to computer points and I know they're doing it for basketball and, and football. And some of the concern was were some of the Michigan teams going to still schedule high school or from Ohio because of the, the, the computer point things, but it's good to see that Bedford playing Northview. It is always good. Bedford always has some competitive football teams. And I know yeah. a few years back, they opened up with St. John's. They usually open up with some pretty decent Ohio teams. Yeah, because they played St. John's, they played Central Catholic, they mm-hmm. played uh, St. Francis. Yep. There's probably a time or two they played Whitmer. Well, and also mm-hmm. Bedford does have a new coach this year, John Phillips. Well, uh, the New York's got to remember too that the, the history of Whitmer and Bedford because of being in the the, the former, the defunct, the GLL the Great Lakes Conference. Yeah, well, GLL yeah. Great Lakes League, not the GLC, yeah. the GLL. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I, I made I made, a little, I made a little bit of mention about how Bedford and Northview used to play each other in that conference until it was scrapped. Well, actually, they played them in the early late eighties, early nineties, and then yeah. in the mid nineties, Northview left. I believe after Lake left the NLL, so obviously Northview's been in the NLL for a while. But they were actually original an original member, well, one of the original members of the GLL. Yeah, when it was actually the Sylvania, when it was just Sylvania. They stayed while I believe Southview ended up when they did the split. Southview ended up going to the NLL and Northview stayed in the GLL. But once a few teams left the NLL, I think Northview just said we're going to join the NLL, and you know Bedford stayed in the GLL. Yeah, rest in so, peace. Yeah, so I mean, there's going to be more parts of it coming out soon, and then after all 16 are out, I'll have a piece on some superlatives on who's got the on who's got some. 
um, the most travel, which actually is which is actually Bedford. They've got all the road games they've got because they've got to go to Dexter for for a road game. Plus, they've got road trip to Celine, which is going to be tough as well. So, and then a few a few other things. I found out that the reigning Division Six state champion, Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central Falcons, who will now be in Division Seven this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, I mean, not to hijack, but they're, they moved down to D7 because you now know what division you're in ahead of time instead of waiting until after Week 9. And I think they're they're going to be they're in a much tougher division because Division Seven is murderous because you've got uh, Puama, Westphalia, Jackson, Lumen Christie, New Lothrop, mm-hmm. uh, and a whole, whole, bu- whole bunch of other teams. So it's, 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 I don't know if they'd be able to make a run this year, given the fact that they've lost so many seniors, mm-hmm. but only time will tell. Right. But of course, week one, they have to go to a division five finalist in Almont. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, David? No, just work, go home, and living life. Not too much else. Doing, I am. doing worships over virtual? Yep. Everything is online. Everything is... Yep. Okay. Yep. So, just short, sweet, to the point. Not much else happening. Okay. Watching football. Right. <laughs> so, now we get into this NBA G League Select League. Um, <laughs> there's some There's some top recruits. Going over there, supposedly, Jalen Green, the top high school player, enters the NBA G League. Um, it's a pathway program um, for them, and it, it's kind of confusing to me, and I'll give him my thoughts. What are your guys' take now that that some of the top prospects can go to this NBA G League pathway program? Um, I, I mean, I, I kind of get why they're doing it because they want to make money. But at the same time, I really don't view the G League as that much of a developmental league. It's not like how how uh, AAA baseball is or anything like that. Because I think college, I mean, yeah, I know you. I mean, now they're talking about, okay, we might start paying guys off their likeness or stuff like that. But college, I think, does better, a little bit better job developing you for – the NBA than the G League does, but I mean, I, again, I get I get why they do it. Do I think it's good for their development as a player? Not really. David, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's kind of like, what is the purpose of the pathway? Is this like so? Kind of from what I've understood it as, it's this. Okay, you're taking all these top prospects and giving them and quote unquote you know, NBA types coaches and scouting and training so that they can be ready for the next level. So for me, like, is the benefit of keeping these players within kind of the United States and having them training with NBA type scouts and things like that, workout regimens, is that going to prepare them in the same way, again, like being a one and done in college or two and done or even going internationally, which I think is what this program is trying to curb players from doing it's like hey we can give you five hundred thousand dollars for a year which if we're going to break it down you know after taxes and stuff like that you're looking at you know two fifty three hundred a year 
But is that is that going to be worse, kind of the training here, NBA coaches, things like that, versus getting the actual NBA on the court experience that you would playing international and then coming over, kind of? Because I don't I don't know with this development program, who are they going to be playing against? Is it going to be like a G League select team, and then they kind of play like a G League schedule? Are they like with this pathway? Are they giving them like special treatment because then that's going to kind of cast a shadow over? all these other players that are already established and trying to kind of get back into the league. And with the select, like, how is it going to be like the top 10 players get this invitation, top five, like those kind of things like that. And so there's a lot of questions for me, and I still think the easier question would be to just kind of go, go one and done or like actually play basketball and then improve your draft stock rather than kind of taking this, I'm unknown where there's still a lot of questions, at least for me, about like what actually is going to be involved with this year. Well, here's the here's some of the things, and I guess I'll put this on here. Um, this is from Adrian Wojnarowski and Jonathan, Jonathan or Jonathan Giovanni. The new program will provide a five hundred thousand dollar contract to players that would include plenty of incentives. For example, a player can receive a bonus for completing community events or attending some of the league's life skills programs. The opportunity isn't only about showing off your skills to the 30 teams, but also about preparing for life as an NBA player. Um, Green, who will be at the helm of a new team in Southern California, where there he will play alongside other committed prospects and veteran pro players, um, meaning G League guys that haven't made it yet. The team will play a mix of G League teams, foreign national teams, and NBA academies um, from that's what they told ESPN. Um, Kevin O'Connor off his tweet said, by going to the G League, Jalen Green receives $500,000, a full college scholarship, skill life training, and will face tougher competition than college offers with colleges, with, than college offers with, co- with coaches focused on development. Sure seems like an easy choice for elite high school recruits instead of dealing with the NCAA. Um... If you're 18 trying to make it to the NBA, you're going to say they're going to be committed, and that puts the NCAA in an incredibly odd place. Um, I guess here's here's my thing is the why, and I think you guys are asking the why, and and I've listened to a lot of uh, a lot of talk shows, and it, it always seems like when this situation comes up, they want to attack the NCAA. And my question is, well, why are you trying to attack the NCAA? And then, then, you know, they talk about, well, the players are getting used. It's like plantation slavery. You're you're profiting off the backs of these athletes. and They need to be paid and this and that. And once again, the one and done rule is an NBA rule. It is not an NCAA rule. The NCAA probably had their own choice. They would tell the NBA, dude, just get rid of the one and done rule and let the kids go to the league. And I mean, if the kid if the kid doesn't think it's schools for them and they think that they could potentially take that jump or risk to get to the NBA, let them do it. I mean, that 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 makes sense to me. And so now with this 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 NBA G League pathway program, it doesn't make sense to me. If the for one, and I looked it up, the average salary for an NBA G League player is pretty much um, thirty five thousand dollars, or seven thousand per month. 
you know, and in addition, it includes housing insurance benefits over the course of the league's five month regular season. Previously, G League players used to earn twenty six thousand or nineteen thousand. Um, obviously, the league has kind of gone up. But, but why is it that these 18-year-olds can get all this money, but if you're a regular G League guy, you got to make 35000 Uh What if you're this top prospect? How long do you make the 500000 Is it for a year? Is it for two years? Um, you got players who are on two-way contracts that will spend bulk of their season in the NBA G League. Um, you can't be with your NBA team for more than 45 days. The, the, the point of it is, is this. If I am a top prospect, and I listen to Sharif Abdul-Rahim, he, he was on a, a national radio talk show. Their intent is to get only the cream of the crop prospects. This ain't for just for anybody. This isn't just, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a college prospect, and all only letters I'm getting from are, you know, um, Ohio Valley Conference and Mac School. So um, my grades aren't good, so I'm going to go to the G League. They, they've already put the kibosh on that. They want the five-star prospects. Which then makes me think, okay, they they have a a decent path to the NBA, but why is it that if they're good enough to make it to the NBA, and let's say they're crushing it in NBA workouts, they're killing NBA-talented players, why are you making it that they have to play in the G League? If they can play on an NBA roster, let them get on an NBA roster like the old days. I don't understand this pit stop. It, it it makes no sense. It seems like this is a way for the NBA to kind of somewhat smear the NCAA, but yet bolster this minor league system. Basically, once again, at the end of the day, you're, you're getting pimped, except you're getting a little bit of a change in your pocket. Here, here's a little bit of change in your pocket. So let's say I'm a top recruit. If I come out and you say I'm a top recruit and I'm a lottery pick, you know, NBA lottery picks, then that's one through thirteen, make millions of dollars. But yet, nah, because we got this one and done rule, you're only going to make five hundred thousand. It doesn't make sense. I mean, unless it makes sense to you guys. Now, like my my thing is, is that kind of thinking about kind of what about those five star prospects that we see every year? Kind of they get to a school and then they're. You know, they sit for a year or kind of, like, they don't pan out, but then you get the four and three stars that kind of have that burst so that, like, they're not even guaranteed that if they're a five-star prospect getting this 500, that they're going to be in that lottery. Because, like, this year is a prime example. There are a lot of, you know, quote-unquote notable players that were five-star talents coming into this, coming into this draft from kind of college basketball season. Like, how many of them are we talking about as lottery picks right now? Like, so, like, it's a gamble. Like, some people spring, some people don't pan out, some people kind of Well, uh, David, like, for instance, um, think about it. When Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, all of them were coming out, when they were coming out of high school, they were going to be labeled as NBA lottery draft picks coming out of high school. Um, obviously, I think Zion Williamson kind of improved his his stock by going to Duke and doing the stuff that he was doing. Um, but at the same time, though, if they're trying to get the cream of the crop athletes, the ones that they know 
are definitely going to be one and done. If they're good enough to be on an NBA roster out of high school, what is the point of going to this G League? It makes no sense. And that's why I think the NBA one and done rule needs to be. It, it, it doesn't help college basketball. It doesn't help the NBA. I think it's a very silly rule. I, I, I really think the NBA is just doing it because they're trying to protect their own uh, 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 brand, basically. And I really think the NBA G League, this pathway program, is nothing but a babysitting program. Or let's see if this kid can really play in the league first. And we'll we'll profit off of him. We'll give you a little bit of change, though. But you're not making as much as you really could max out if you were actually in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do have to agree. I think the one-and-done rule is bad. And it needs to go. And who knows when it'll be gone. I know I've heard it'll be gone by 2022 or 2023. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully it is because uh, that way I'll be able to see some the uh, Imani Bates go straight to the league, whom I have watched yeah. in person. He is every bit as good as advertised, if not better. All right, that's a good name to bring up. Think about it. You're Imani Bates, and you got Gatorade National Player of the Year as a sophomore. Uh, it's pretty evident that Imani Bates in the next couple years is going to be a force to reckon with. Almost saying he's almost like the next LeBron James. If yeah. he is killing NBA competition when he's ready to get out of the in out of high school, and they still have this NBA G League pathway program, what's the point of him going? Exactly. Think about yeah. it. I'm looking at the rookie pay scale. If, if do your selection, if you're the number one draft pick, you get close to six point. Seven million dollars, six point yeah. six point zero six million for number two pick, five million five point four million for number three, and four point eight million. This is from two thousand and eighteen. Um, for the number four pick, Monty Bates, the way he's getting projected. Barring injury, and, and we don't know some of these other guys, international guys coming up, it's safe to say he could be a top five pick. So I'm looking at this, and I could make my rookie year $4.8 million or $5.5 million, and basically you're going to say, hold on, we got this one and done rule, but you can go to the NBA G League pathway program and make 500000 And let's say he's a number three pick. And the scale is five point five million. So you mean to tell me that I could go to the league, get minutes, be on a bench? Still, if you're with the team, you're going to get some veterans that because it's a brotherhood in the league, all the professional leagues. So you're going to get some guys that are going to show you the ropes of the league. I mean, any player will tell you that I'm taking a five million dollar pay cut? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense to me. And you want, and like Sharif Abdul-Rahim, and you can listen, I think it was on the JR Sports Brief on CBS uh, Sports Radio, and you probably can go over there and listen to the, to the interview. He made it clear they're trying to get guys like Imani Bates in this G League. And like I said, they're not trying to get the two-star or the three-star recruit. They're trying to get five stars that got some name or some clout to them, to their game. 
like I said, this, 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 this to me does not make any sense. And once again, it's trying to vilify the NCAA. Now, I'm not going to let the NCAA off the hook. I mean, there, there are some flaws with it. But to, like I said, this doesn't, if I'm a player, I'm looking at it like, dude, you're going to get me to go down to this league and play with these dudes to risk injury to give me a little bit of pocket change when I can actually, you know, do cash in more of my value with this. Yeah. David, I mean, hold, or Frank, what you think? I'll let David talk on it. No, it's like I think it's I think it's fair at this point. It's just kind of you're trying to find new ways to throw money at these kids and kind of preserve this kind of G League when they're trying to, I guess, either restructure or rebrand the G League. At this at this point, like you said, if you're good enough to go to the league, you're just going to go to the league, especially if they get rid of this one and done and make it straight to high school to the NBA pipeline, or you're going to find, like you're going to find some other method to go play and get money and be able to play rather than this kind of, I guess, year long training seminars about how to be an NBA player. Like that's not going to help me benefit. That's not going to enhance my game. It may enhance me for the financial aspects and like the business part of the NBA, but like how many, like, like, let's be honest, how many of these kids are thinking about the business aspects of the NBA? They're just trying to get to the league and get the money <laughs> so they can be able to, to fall out. Like, right. I'm just being honest. Right. And I and I think I think and maybe you guys never thought about it. I think this is shame on the NBA and the G League. You're you know that you're preying on these kids' the circumstances. You know they don't come from nothing. You know that that five hundred thousand obviously to the average person is a lot of money. For me, you and David, I mean, heck, we could split up five hundred thousand and still be rich guys and probably could be set for life. But at the same time, though when you try to make it dollars and cents match with your talent and guys like Imani Bates and let's be honest that's who the G League is trying to focus on this makes no sense at all and it's almost to the point where I hope the one and done rule is gone by the time he gets there I hope it's gone because the fact of the matter is you're trying to vilify the NCAA to help your minor league out. And and, and and what also makes me angry about this is minor league is what it is. Just like the XFL, just like AAA baseball, uh, just like with hockey. Stop trying to make these minor leagues bigger than what they are. They're development leagues. People go there for more of the social aspect and to actually see what actual product is on the field or the ice. If the product is good, it's great. It brings more eyeballs. But you're never going to compete with the big leagues. The XFL's learned this. You're never. You're just not. Because the quality of play is just not there. It's not the top notch. So now you're basically pimping the kids. And then exactly. they say, you, you go in there, you make the $500,000. Okay, the next year you can get drafted. What? I mean, it just to, to me, it just doesn't make sense. And we already know Imani Bates is playing against pro players already. And if he's holding his own, he's probably thinking to himself, man, I've been going to some of these open runs, and I'm killing these dudes. And you got me down here in the G League. On this on this select team and and playing you know, you know Team Africa, you know nothing against Team Africa, but you know playing select teams and academies. It to me it's just a waste of time 
And it's just no different than the NCA. The only difference is, is that, you know, you're you're making some money, but you're still making peanut dust. Yeah. I mean, I mean pretty much you just got to look at, do you want to get, you want to get paid in Skittles now? Right. Now, or wait for a year and then you get paid the big bucks. Exactly. Uh, that's just me. I I just I I just kind of shook my head. I get you know sometimes you know why well, believe the truth when the lie is more entertaining. Exactly. Or you know sometimes it's swag over substance. But uh, fellas, final thoughts. Well, my final thought is is since we had a pretty nice virtual NFL draft, I mean I don't know if we're gonna. End- I assume the NBA draft may end up being the same way. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen before the season resumes. I know I've been hearing differing stories. I've heard people saying, oh, well, they're going to cancel the season. And I'll say, no, 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 we want to finish it out because we cancel then we lose too much money. So hopefully we'll still get to see something come of it as well. And pretty much everyone listening, continue to stay safe out there and wash your hands. <laughs> Oh, okay, David. Yeah, just at the end of the day, you know, we had a little bit of a respite for sports, and so now it's just kind of the waiting game. We have some figures like, you know, LeBron James that kind of want to sacrifice health for the sake of, I just want to finish the season. But just know that there are a lot of people that are thinking, you know, let's play safe, let's stay safe, and we'll get to, sports will be here eventually. We'll get back to sports. Yeah, we can't get back to life as we know it. But. Plans for the weekends, fellas. Supposed to be a nice weekend. Yep. Yeah, hopefully. Go ahead. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. Hopefully, I can uh, get outside a little bit. It would be nice. I mean, it's nice. It's nice weather for baseball, but there's no baseball, sadly. Yeah, you usually you're used to umpiring. Yeah, and being, and being on the mic, too. That is true. And mm-hmm. That's probably not him. That's not happening, sadly, but oh well. Hope, I just hope this all goes away so we can at least start football. Right. Uh, David? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a white one up here. Again, perfect weather for baseball, but more likely for football and lacrosse and soccer. But yeah, just chance to get outdoors, but we'll see. Yeah, that is true. Well, fellas, you guys have a good weekend, man. And thanks a lot for this virtual show and everything. It was great content. Yes, it was. Thank you. All right, sounds good. All right, man. Yep. yep. That was David the Man of God Harris and Frank Vashner here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And uh, like I said, we'll be live sometime again when all this pandemic is over. Once again, for David and Frank, I'm Derek. We'll talk to you guys again. See us on those podcasts. Peace. We're out. 88.3 WGTs after further review.